<laughs> hormones are responsible for pretty much everything that we experience. So like our mood and all neurotransmitters are hormones. So we're thinking dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, any type of irritability or like low mood or anger. This is all hormonal work. Of course, our weight being overweight is a big sign of hormonal imbalances, our hunger and our full signals, leptin and ghrelin. Those are both hormones. Energy levels are huge. And then of course, libido. Hey, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Make It Glow Show. I'm your host, Megan Greencorn, a six-figure esthetician, med spa owner, beauty business coach, and entrepreneur. Over the last decade, I've built a business I used to only dream about, and now I have the freedom to do whatever I want in life whenever I want to do it. On the show, we talk about owning and running a successful beauty business, entrepreneurial advice and tips, and business and success mindset and strategies. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this podcast helps enhance your business and your life. What is up, family? Welcome to the Make It Glow Show. I'm so freaking pumped this week to have my own holistic nutritionist here, Jordana from the mindful clinic. And I know y'all are going to ask what the fuck is a holistic nutritionist, but we're going to go over all of that in this week's episode. Welcome Jordana. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much, Megan, for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Of course. I'm so pumped to have you on because obviously I've worked with you. You've helped me make like amazing changes in my own life and my own body. And, you know, we both work with women pretty much. So I feel like this would be a really good episode just to have on the podcast because what you do is very different, obviously, from what, you know, a nutritionist or a registered dietitian does. And I feel like it is so beneficial to a lot of women. So just tell us about you and what you do. Yeah, I'll give you my whole story. <laughs> so <laughs> first of all, I just start off by saying that my name is Jordana. I'm a holistic nutritionist and hypnotherapist, and I'm completing a master's and PhD in behavioral neuropsychology. So my practice is like very, very niche and you'll, you'll understand why mm-hmm. and basically I ended up here because of my entire life, like because of the experiences that happened to me. So when I was really young, I was obese and I was really the only obese kid in class. So this was like before obesity rates were so high and I was really bullied and made fun of a lot as a kid. And when I was eight years old, I went on my first diet. And at that point, I just didn't really know how to, what to do. So I just starved myself and I received a lot of validation from the people around me. So like my parents were like, oh, we can see your beautiful face. And the yep. cutest boy in school started talking to me. And all of a sudden people wanted to be my friend. <laughs> and so yep. it really just taught me at a very young age that being thin meant I was lovable and being overweight meant I wasn't. And so this catapulted into years of disordered eating, eventually substance abuse. And when I was 22, my parents were like, we're not going to pay for you to party in Montreal anymore. It's time to come home. So I came home. I fell into alcoholism. I ended up meeting my now husband and I got pregnant. And it was through that pregnancy that I really had to stop using all of my substances that have kind of like helped me through my teens hide from inner pain, I guess. And the only thing that I can really like abuse was food during the pregnancy. So I gained like a whopping 80 pounds and my doctor was like, this is super unhealthy. And I noticed in this pregnancy that I was starting to use food differently, like, and similar to how I would use certain substances. So not just when I'm hungry, I would continue to eat. 
Cause I grew up with people who like would just eat when they're hungry and stop when they're full and they were just never overweight. And that was never my situation. Right. So it was when I was pregnant, I kind of vowed to myself, I would really get to the root of the eating disorder. And I went back to school to become a holistic nutritionist. I studied at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. I graduated with first class honors as valedictorian. And then I was hired right out of school to work with a medical doctor. So it was in this clinic. And I was so blessed to be able to have this experience because most medical doctors will hire dietitians. But it was just a beautiful experience. We opened this huge obesity clinic. We saw like six to 800 patients, but I just saw the same type of person. Like Megan, nobody wakes up and they're like, Hey, I want to be fat. It's just like not a choice, right? <laughs> so like basically we all know an apple's healthier than a chocolate bar, but we choose the chocolate bar anyways. And so I became really obsessed with understanding the motivation behind people's behaviors, especially as it results to things like, as it relates to things like self-sabotage. And so I went back to school to get a master's and PhD in neuropsychology. And that's where I'm at now. So my whole practice is like really making the connection between brain behavior activity and helping people to understand their motivation behind their behaviors and basically align their behaviors with their goals. And this is wild to me because especially here in the U.S., like Jordana's in Canada, if you guys didn't pick up, hello, Montreal, but Jordana's in Canada, I'm in the U.S. And here in the U.S., if you're listening from the U.S., you know that we have like an obesity epidemic. We're basically glorifying obesity at this point, but nobody really goes into the science behind the thought patterns. Like it's all about, you know, oh, eat this, don't eat this, work out this way, don't work out this way. Like you're lazy if you're not working out enough. Like you hear that so much. And if you're into the fitness world, like I was a power lifter, a lot of you all know that you get into this space of like, okay, like we're just going to lift heavy and lifting negates, you know, everything that we eat, which it sort of does, but it also doesn't fix the mental and the emotional issues that come with stuff like that. Especially if you grew up in a space of disordered eating, being bullied, Jordana and I actually have a lot of similarities when it comes to this. And she and I have talked about this a lot. It's just, you, you don't talk about this stuff. Nobody does. So what you do is like you said, so niche, but so needed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. And it's kind of crazy because I, you know, the the reality is Megan, if you have like 15, like last 10 pounds ish to lose, you might not fall into this category, but at the end of the day, like if you're, if you have like 20 pounds, 50 pounds to lose, like that doesn't come from uh, like you not knowing what to do that comes from self-sabotage. Like in order for you to gain that amount of weight, you'd have to like knowingly overeat over and over and over and over again, and be so disconnected with your hunger cues that it's just a much deeper issue. Like there's no meal plan that's going to change the way that you think that led you to that behavior. Right. So, and I just, obviously, if you look at like graphs between like the dieting industry and obesity rates, they just go up together, right? Like the diets have a 98% fail rate. So it's like, the odds aren't great. You'll lose the weight for sure, but you're going to gain it back. So this is why this work is so important. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now I know you and I are super similar. We mostly work with women, but you work with a lot of female entrepreneur clients, right? I do. Yes. So what is some of like really common themes that you see with these women? 
yeah they're my favorite type of people I see so much of myself in it but it's really just like overachievers all or none tendencies perfectionism I see a lot of burnout of course because you know we're you know like we're we take on the world right it's like yeah. everything is on our shoulders and I see a lot of punishment programs running so when you can't behave perfect quote unquote in the way that you think you should there's like a lot of punishment that goes down so, you know, if you like overeat, you're like, oh, I'll just exercise over exercise tomorrow yeah. or yeah. Right. Or like, if I have this extra piece of toast now, then like, I'll like not eat anything until dinner. There's a lot of that narrative going on with entrepreneurs because we're overthinkers and we plan ahead, but it is really to our detriment. Right. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, and I know what it, you focus on a lot of the times too, is like hormonal imbalances, right? Because women, obviously we have a shit fuck ton of hormones and most of us have some sort of imbalance somewhere, but talk about kind of like what that looks like in women, you know, symptoms and really how that can be a huge detriment when you're an entrepreneur and trying to run a business. For sure. So uh, first, I just want to start off by saying that like nothing will ever manifest in the body. No imbalance will ever manifest in the body if like the mindset and the psychology is balanced. Right. So the body is going to follow the mind. So there must be some type of emotional imbalance already that leads to these physical imbalances. And that's why it's really important to focus on the both of them. But just like it's important to focus on the mindset and the psychology and working through all the trauma, we can't ignore the physical stuff either. Right. Yeah. And so it needs to be this perfect marriage of like, let's focus on the mindset, let's rebalance the body. And then if there's anything, if we replace any deficiencies, work on the hormonal stuff. So, you know, it, it really does have to be this perfect marriage. So some of the hormonal imbalances that I see in my practice a lot is first of all, we need to understand that like hormones literally rule the world. Okay. Like hormones, <laughs> like it's like not a joke. Hormones are responsible for pretty much everything that we experience. So like our mood and all neurotransmitters are hormones. So we're thinking dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, any type of irritability or like low mood or anger, this is all hormonal work. Of course, our weight being overweight is a big sign of hormonal imbalances, our hunger and our full signals, leptin and ghrelin. Those are both hormones. Energy levels are huge. And then of course, libido. So in my first session, when I'm talking to people, like one of the first things I ask them is like, how is your libido? Because it tells me so much about how the hormones are balanced or not. Yeah. And then from a perspective of like how it's going to impact running your business, like if you're an entrepreneur, and like, you don't have energy at all. Like, how can you really show up in your best self? Right. Yeah. Like if you don't have energy to like finish those emails or do whatever, like you're just not going to be as productive as somebody who does. Right. And yeah. so that component, like the energy one is really big, but then I also see like, if you feel like crap, <laughs> I like, I like to call this FLS syndrome, feel like shit syndrome. Uh, and it, like most people just think it's normal to feel like shit all the time, but it's not normal. It's very common. Right. Yeah but it's not normal to feel like shit. And so if you feel like shit all the time, you're just not going to be able to show up in the, at your full capacity. If you hate your body, if you have low moods, if you have low libido, you've just kind of lost that lust for life. You're not going to be able to show up in your practice and like give the energy that you need to, to your clients or scale in the way that you want to. It's like, it can be overwhelming when we talk about like scaling from six figures to seven figures. And if you're already tired at six figures, like seven figures is going to be unattainable. 
right? So it is so important to focus on rebalancing those hormones so that you have the energy, you have the lust for life. You can take on new tasks, right? Like dopamine is related to productivity. If dopamine's imbalanced, like you're not doing much. So anyways, it's really important bottom line. Well, and it's funny you say that because when we first started working together, you were like, so how do you feel in the mornings? And I'm like, tired as fuck. Like I could literally sleep like within two seconds at any given point in the day. And Jordana's like, yeah, no, that's not normal. I'm like, but I work a lot. Like, you know, work is my life. Like I should be tired, right? She's like, yeah, but not first thing in the morning. Like when you just get out of bed, when you've had, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep, you should not feel like going right back to sleep. This is not normal. (laughs) But how do you know if you have an imbalance and then what the hell do you do about it? Like, how do you go about fixing that? Because I know like with a lot of my clients, it's obviously hormones really affect the skin and I can usually pinpoint when they have an issue, but they're like, okay, so do I go to my doctor? Like, what do I do? Yeah. Such a good question. And I honestly like to answer the first part, like, how do you know if you have an imbalance? I mean, if you feel like shit all the time, it's not normal. Right. So I would be looking into things like, is your weight stubborn? Is there stubborn weight going on? How are your bowel movements? If you're like running more constipated, you likely have a hormonal imbalance because basically when we detox our hormones, they need to come out every single bowel movement. And if they don't, if you're not having regular bowel movements, then you're just reabsorbing that estrogen. We end up with an estrogen dominance. Estrogen dominance is probably like the number one hormonal imbalance related to weight gain. Most people think it's thyroid stuff. Yes. Thyroid's very important, but when we have an estrogen dominance, the liver actually creates a like a globulin, it's called the thyroid binding globulin, which binds to all of the thyroid hormones. So you can't use thyroid hormone properly. So like, because the endocrine system is so complex, you can't just focus on the thyroid, like just taking Synthroid isn't going to like make you lose weight. You can't just focus on the estrogen dominance. You have to work on all of them all together. And so how you would know if you have an imbalance, look at your bowel movements, look at your skin. That's a huge one. The hormonal acne is really, really big. Look at your sleep. If you're not sleeping well, your energy levels, your libido is another big sign. And then the stubborn weight, I would say. And then as far as fixing it, so obviously I'm of the mindset of like, don't guess, just test, right? So like do a, there is a Dutch test that you can do that we run in my practice all the time. You can first and foremost, go to your doctor and get like regular blood work that would, would be covered under insurance or in Canada for free, but it's just not going to give you a very accurate or plentiful diagnosis of like really what's the picture of what's going on, you know? So it's going to give you estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and how those work together. And those are very important to know, but we do also need to know how is cortisol? Is it rising? Is it going down at the right time? We need to know how like the detox pathways for estrogen are are functioning. Cause there's one specific detox pathway that like, if it's like sluggish, you're more likely to get estrogen related cancer. So like breast cancer. Right. And so the Dutch test really gives us this huge picture of exactly what's going on. So I would start there and like, obviously test, and then just work with a professional who knows how to rebalance these things. And I think that that's a really big thing here in the U.S. because we're so set on like, you know, the traditional like Western medicine, like go see your GP for everything. And I'm the person that's like, I'm not seeing my GP for shit. I am not going because I know what they do. They'll throw a medication at you and say, you know, rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Whatever. That's why I don't really know what to tell my clients because they're like, okay, so I should get a blood panel. Right. And I'm like, well, yes, but that only scratches the surface of the major issues, right? 
totally. And, you know, I worked with an MD for a really long time. So like not to bash Western medicine, there's sure. a time and a place, right? If you're having a heart attack. Please go to the hospital. Oh, I yeah, can't a thousand percent. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like Western medicine is so good for acute, acute situations, but yes. when it's something that's chronic, you have to seek out more holistic health because it's like, it's those practitioners that are going to be able to take the time. First of all, like my intake sessions are 75 minutes. Yeah. Like I'm not, you're not in and out with me. Right. Like yeah. I need to, understand, I need to get a very full picture. And so it, you need to start, so you seek out somebody who's going to be able to give you a more holistic program. That's going to help you balance your body because also you're an individual and you're very different from the person next to you. So taking a medication, that's kind of a one size fit all approach is not going to work. Yes. That part. Now I know what we do is a little bit similar in the fact of terms that, you know, we're kind of considered a quote unquote luxury service for a lot of people. And I know some clients they've been like, well, you know, what's her price point? I'm like, she's an investment. It is in a true investment in my health, just like my facial services are like, they're an investment. They're certainly not for everyone. And you don't take insurance like, and you're not going to take us insurance, obviously, but what's kind of the benefit of working with someone like, like you versus like a registered dietitian or a nutritionist, again, more of kind of like that Western medicine type of thinking. Yeah. So there's so many benefits, of course, but the first thing that people kind of need to understand, especially about my practice, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, who's listening, but like I offer a 24 hour support basically. So it is so such an energy output for me, but it's necessary. Like I've tried to cut that out of my, my program, <laughs> my signature program, and it's not as effective. Right. Yeah. And so for me, it doesn't work if you aren't reaching your goals. Like I don't want, I'm, I'm not just here to be like, just give me your money. And I don't care about you. Like I need you to reach your goal. So I need to be there pretty much 24 seven for you. So the amount of energy that I'm giving out has to match. Like it has to be equivalent to what I'm getting in. If yeah. that, so that's the first thing. The second thing is like, even when I get my PhD, I will never be a regulated psychologist ever, because as soon as we become regulated, we have to follow certain rules. So I'll give you a really interesting example, but naturopaths, for example, like they used to not be regulated and now they are, and now they can only recommend like a certain amount of vitamin D. So if I see like (laughs) heavy, heavy depression in my practice, I'm like, take 10,000 IU, take 30,000 IU naturopaths can only recommend like 5,000 IU. And so you can't like, and it's the same with doctors, right? Like if I ask my doctor for blood work, my doctor's like, Oh, I I can't give you that. Like, I'm going to get like, like in trouble. Right. Like, and and I think that's fucking crazy. (laughs) Like, Like it's, and so when you go with somebody who's regulated, they have to follow certain rules. Like as a psych, if I were to be regulated as a psychologist, I couldn't have that 24 hour support with my clients. It's, it's not allowed. Right. I can't like talk to my clients and be like, Hey, hon, how are you doing? Like that's, that doesn't work like that. And so when you are getting these like luxury services, they're so bio-individualistic. It's so custom to exactly what you need. And, you know, if you've never, ever had to lose weight, or if you've never like gained weight before, then you might not need this amount of like one-on-one support. But if you've lost and regained the weight over and over and over again, honey, let me tell you, like a meal plan's not going to cut it. Like this yes. is a program you have in your nervous system that needs to be un like reprogrammed. It needs to be rewired. And so you need that custom support 24 seven. And that's really where the investment comes from. And I'm like, I love my clients so much. I'm like, so every single one of them, I still keep in touch with all of them, but like, I don't want it to be a thing where it's like, 
you know, you do my program and then you just have to pay me forever. Like I know right. I've, I've won, I've done my job. If like you make the investment and then like, see ya, you're on your own and you can handle it. Right. Yeah. So it is for me, it is more of a bulk, like big one-time investment, but the, the benefit is you're kind of fixed for life. Like, and so that's yes. what I hope. And that was my main question because I know that we're kind of wrapping up our time together and I messaged Jordana and I was like, so what the fuck do I do now? Like, do we keep doing this? Like, do we keep going? And she's like, no, like you'll have some supplements that you need to continue on, but I'll be here if you have any questions. Like the whole, I think you probably agree with this. The whole point is to change the way you think about things, change the way you look at yourself rebalance the insides, which I know you do a lot of times with most clients through the detox program. Right. And then once that's all kind of reset, like it's just your responsibility to keep up on those habits that you build. Right. Yeah. And like, it shouldn't feel hard. I mean, honestly, Megan, So I just had a baby, she's two months old and like being pregnant was a big trigger. Right. And so there are going to be triggers that are going to happen in your future, but with the tools that you learn in a program like mine, you should have all of the tools to help you overcome it. It's not that you're never, ever going to gain weight again. It's that it's about your behavior when you do, that's going to help you get back on track quicker without any help. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, I have had a few clients who, you know, it's been like over a year that I've seen them. They're like, Hey, I'm really struggling. I'm like, great. Hop into the program for a month. Let's see how you're doing. If like, and and normally they're just like two weeks and they don't need it anymore. Right. And so there is always that opportunity. I always offer a free top-up session. Like there's, I'm really available for questions, but at the end of the day, within three or six months that you're working with me, I want to be able to reprogram your nervous system so that you just don't need me anymore. And it's, I think kind of like therapy, right? Like my therapist who like changed my life. She was like, my goal is not to have you in here once a month for the rest of your fucking life. Like that's not how therapy should be. It should be conquering the issues, giving you new thought patterns and new tools to handle things. And then you go and live life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, I say this all the time, but like you do not build psychological resiliency by feeling good all the time. So when you're leaving my program, don't expect to feel good all the time. That's just not real life. You build that psychological resiliency by getting better at feeling bad. So like when shit's hitting the fan, it's about the way that you deal with it. The person that you are at those low points, that's going to literally slingshot you forward. And that's, I think that's been the biggest benefit for me working with you with the Voxer, you know, 24 hour service. Like Jordana does not answer calls 24 seven. Like she does have some boundaries, but I know that I'll get a response from her within a couple of hours. Like sometimes even a couple of minutes if she has her phone in her hand, but I've always been like, okay, I'm dealing with this. Like I'm dealing with this. And she will literally like walk you through everything. She's like, you got to drop the thought. You got to reframe it. You got to do this. You got to do this. So it's like real time cues on what you need to be doing basically. Totally. And because you know how it really seems, and I'm sure everybody listening can relate to this, but it seems like we're one step forward, two steps back in a lot of areas in our life, whether it's weight loss or, or business or whatever it is, it's like a step forward, two steps back. The reason why that happens is because we have patterns and programs in the nervous system that feel unsafe when things are unfamiliar. So your brain's literal number one job is to remain consistent to its identity. It's why you wake up and you know exactly who you are every single day 
single day. This is a really important mechanism we have. This is why you don't have to reteach yourself how to brush your teeth. So when you take a step in the right direction, it's like, I'm joining a new program. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to set out a new offer. The brain feels like, holy shit. Like, even though it feels good to do stuff like that, the brain's like freaking out. It's like, this is uncharted territory. I feel unsafe here. And your brain will literally manifest any type of situation or experience to keep you stuck where you are. So having a coach who can work with you 24 seven in those times, like in those situations where you, where you do feel stuck to help push you forward is what's going to bring you to your next step. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. And I would say that's probably the biggest benefit of working with you, because like you said, your MD, you know, your OB, your GP, whatever it is, they're not on call for you like that. And especially in the U S sometimes you have to wait a month to even get an office visit, like sometimes longer if it's a specialist. So that's the whole benefit of working with Jordana. Like she is there, but maybe somebody like wants to work with you, but they're not quite at the level to be able to invest with you yet. What are some good lifestyle tips you could give, especially like female entrepreneurs for just working to feel better about themselves? Maybe they're starting to notice that maybe they really do have some hormonal issues. What tips could you give them to kind of start working towards that? For sure. All of these tips are going to be a hundred percent free. Okay. And it's so funny because I, in my practice, I see it all the time. It's the free tips that nobody listens to. So for everybody, <laughs> listening, don't be that person. Like, like do the use, free shit. use the info. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first thing that's like very obvious with like, because hormones kind of rule the world, I'll give you recommendations right now. They're going to help to rebalance those hormones so that you're, you can get that energy libido weight loss, like healthy lifestyle back again. But the first thing that's like a no brainer is just like blood sugar management. So like, we want to make sure we're having balanced meals. Of course, we want to make sure we're having enough protein, healthy fats, healthy carbohydrates, carbohydrates play a very, very important role in hormonal balance. Everyone think like villainizes carbohydrates, just like yes. they used to villainize fat. Yep. It's not like that. We literally need glucose to convert T3 to T4, T4 to T3. T3 is the active thyroid hormone. So without glucose, thyroid really slows down. And I've seen this with myself. I did a low carb diet for like months and months and months. And my thyroid was so messed up by the end of it. I would like smell a cookie and gain five pounds. (laughs) And relate. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So carbs are very important. Obviously we want to make sure they're like whole carbohydrates, you know, like oats or brown rice or sweet potatoes potato, even real, like regular white potatoes are really good. So we want to just make sure the plate, the plate is balanced. First of all, second is you want to find the sweet spot with exercise. So especially with entrepreneurs, we tend to push ourselves way too much. And so actually in my practice, I often see that people are way over exercising, especially if they have like high cortisol. So, you know, if you're somebody where you already have a very stressful environment, doing like a 60 minute high intensity boot camp five times a week is way too much. Your weight loss is going to stall. Your body's not going to feel safe because that exercise is a stressor, right? When we're increasing the fight or flight response like that, the body goes into like, holy shit, like shock mode. Yeah. And so you want to find that sweet spot with exercise. So literally the thing that balances hormones, the best is walking. We are bipedal human beings. Let's utilize our natural design, go for a walk. And this is like, I went through a huge hormonal imbalance, adrenal crash where to the point where I was like, I used to be a marathon runner. So I'd run marathons and I fainted. And I literally went from running like 25 K 40 K to not being able to walk around the block. Like I messed up my body so much. I would faint every time I stood. It was awful. So 
how I got myself out of that, I knew I couldn't rely on exercise, right? So I had to rely on walking. And I literally lost like 50 pounds just by walking alone for like six months. So don't knock it till you try it, guys, right? Like walking is so important. So I would say find a sweet spot with exercise. You want to have the perfect balance of like just a little bit of a push and a little bit of rest. We also don't lose weight or rebalance hormones when we're awake. It's all when we're sleeping. So we need to have that proper sleep. And then the final thing is just really taking into consideration our circadian rhythm. So our hormones are related to our circadian rhythm. The circadian rhythm is literally when the sun rises and when the sun sets. And before we had like any indoor lighting or these sedentary lifestyles, like our entire lives revolved around the sun rising and setting. And just like flowers open up in the daytime and then close in the evening, we have hormonal processes in our body that follow that specific rhythm. And so, especially if you can get outside as the sun is rising in the morning, we have, I'm going to get a little science here, so bear with me, but we have these cells in our eyes. They're called the retinal ganglial cells and they sit right behind the pupil. And the retinal ganglial cells job is to detect certain spectrums of light. And so as the sun is rising, there's different colors and spectrums that are available available. And when the retinal ganglial cells detect that the sun is rising, it's going to stimulate this part of the brain that's called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. And the suprachiasmatic nucleus's job is to set the internal clock for all of our hormones in our body. So literally just going outside and exposing your pupils to that light is going to reset all of your hormones. It's so important and it's totally free. Yep. Okay. Cool. So that's, and I've been telling people, I'm like, I go outside in the morning just because it feels good. It feels good to have the sun on your face, but it is actually like beneficial to your body too, which I don't think anyone realizes. Yeah. It's like, we're just kind of like really complex plants. Like we really need need sunlight. (laughs) So, and most of us just don't get enough. And if you're somebody who struggles with sleep, getting that sunlight in the morning and also as it's setting is going to really help to rebalance like some of the the melatonin release at night. And so you just like, yeah, like, I mean, we can also multitask here so we can go for a walk and get that morning sunlight at the same time. And then you'll like really be killing it. Let's backtrack just a tiny bit. This just popped into my head. I know you touched on eating, you know, obviously balanced meals. Like everybody knows this. We have a tendency to kind of demonize the overeating factor, but I know that you kind of know what I'm dealing with right now and not really having much of an appetite. And I was kind of like freaking out about it. And like everything that I've known has said, you know, you have to eat, you have to eat, you have to eat. But I'm also like, food doesn't taste good to me right now. Like I rarely have any type of hunger pains. Like what the fuck do I do about this? And Jordana was like, you don't have to eat. Like it's, it's really okay. And some people I know are going to be like, um, wrong. Like I am triggered. That's offensive. So (laughs) touch on that just really quick. For sure. So I think that it, it really does come from the motivation. So if somebody's like, punishing themselves by not eating. That's, that's a very, very different story. I'm not here to like normalize, like starve yourself. That's not at all what I'm saying here. So please like, don't take that. But the reality is like the average human in this day and age, it would take 90 days for them to starve from uh, starve, die from starvation. Okay. Okay. It used to take 30 days. So like we have a lot of stores on our body. Okay. And so the, especially because my practice is so rooted in overeating. We think that like hunger, sometimes some type of emergency, it's like, Oh my God, I feel hungry. I'll never forget this one client who was like, 
Oh, she's so funny. She was like, I woke up, gave my daughter breakfast, had breakfast. And then I was driving to meet my friend and I had to drive for two hours to meet her for lunch. So she's like, so I packed my car full of snacks. And then I went to meet her and I was like, why'd you do that? Yeah. And she was like, well, because in case and I was like, in case of what <laughs> she was like, well, in case like the car broke down or something, I'm like, yeah, but CAA would come before you would die. Like you will never, ever, 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 ever be in a situation where you were going to die from starvation. Like truly never, right? We have so we have access to food everywhere. So it's more important to me that my clients are following their hunger cues. If you're truly not hungry, don't eat dude. Like you have stores on your body when you are not eating and you, and your, it gives your body the chance to use stored fat as energy. If you're overweight, that's what we want it to do. Right. And so like we do need to eat, but we also need to get more in touch with those hunger cues. So if you're just eating breakfast, cause it's time for breakfast, if you're eating lunch, cause it's time for lunch, like you're not really being intuitive with what your body needs. And if you're not intuitive with what your body needs, it's going to be very hard to be, to lose the weight and keep it off. And that's kind of what I've been focusing on. Like I, it's rare for me to have hunger pains at all during the day. I'll typically eat breakfast just because I know that I'm not going to be hungry for lunch and I'll maybe be hungry for dinner. So I'm like, I got to get some food in here somewhere. So I'm not like not eating for, you know, a week straight, but I'm also like, I'm not going to take time out of my day to eat if I'm not hungry and I'm not going to buy food if I'm not hungry. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. And with it not like tasting good either, I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like it just, it's not working for me right now, which I think is such a weird way of thinking, especially for a lot of Americans, because we're so conditioned to, you got to have three square meals a day, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you have the flip side with entrepreneurs where we're like, we run on caffeine and, you know, stress, like, (laughs) so bring up a good point though, because if you are not hungry, because you're literally living on adrenaline, which would suppress your appetite, yeah. weight loss is also going to be stubborn. Even if you're not eating all day long, right. Cause yeah. you're not actually burning your fat. You're using adrenaline, which is going to lead to burnout. So like, it is obviously more complex than I'm relaying here, but like just sure. general information, we want to get intuitive with our hunger cues. Yeah. If you want to normalize, like eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full, you need to listen to both sides. Yeah, I think it's a hard pill to swallow for some people. I, I just had this conversation with a client the other day who's on her own like hormone balancing journey. And I was telling her that, you know, I'm not eating much just because I'm not hungry. And she was like, well, I would disagree with that. And I was like, well, that's good for you, but that doesn't work for me. So it's, it's a very different way of thinking for some people for sure. But let's, let's just say you have, you know, some entrepreneurs who really want to take better care of themselves, just like some baseline tips, because I know, like you said, we all run on adrenaline sometimes. So what's basic health habits that we could start building? Yeah. So like I said, you know, getting that first light exposure, really prioritizing your sleep, making sure your meals are balanced, becoming more intuitive with your hunger cues. If you are somebody who's focused on your weight loss journey, I would say not weighing yourself for a long time because you want to focus on like feeling good. And when you feel good, the body will follow. Right. And so one of the biggest mistakes I see, especially with my entrepreneurs is like, we're so focused on like the, the numbers, right. Entrepreneurs are like, what's, did I hit my 10 K a month? goal? Did I hit this? Did I hit that? Right. Like, and it's almost like you're looking for like, like numbers to validate, like how worth you are. And so a huge part of my practice is getting people like to just break up with the scale for a little bit, because 
most often than not, we'll like start to feel good. We'll, we'll, you know, follow some goals, hit like, and do them every day and we'll start to feel good. And then we'll step on the scale and we won't like what we see. And it's actually that, that keeps us stuck because then we start to create an identity around like, I'm a failure. It's not working for me, whatever. And if the body follows the mind, you're just going backwards. So it's really important to keep the mind, like follow the joy guys is what I would say. And that's, what's going to keep you healthy and balanced. But of course, like, especially if you're an entrepreneur and like you care about, like your health, wealth, and happiness, like just invest, like, because as soon as you invest in somebody who is a professional and what they do, like, doesn't need to be me, but if it like a professional in some area of life that you're like, I know I need this for me, whether it's hormonal imbalance or whether it's like muscle building or whatever it is, you literally tell the universe I'm ready to change. I saw this quote the other day and it was really interesting. It was like the less that they invest, the less they listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought like that really like kind of hit home for me. And this isn't to say that like, and I understand not everybody can afford prices like mine. I for really sure. get that. But I also offer a lot of free information. And if yeah. it's the right fit for you, there's going to be a time in your life when you're going to have the money to do that, or like you can save over time, et cetera. But as soon as you make that investment, the universe will catch up with you. Like it will just give you that money because you've stepped up and you're like, this is what I need. And that was the whole thing when I was talking with Marley, who for everybody listening, most of you know that Marley's my coach and Jordana's also worked with Marley. That's how I found Jordana in the first place. But I was kind of freaking out a little bit because it is an investment. Like I had the money, but it was going to be tight. And Marley was like, stop, like everything you spend will come back to you, especially when it's for your health or an investment in your business. And in this case, it's both. And Mm -hmm. it has like, there's never been a time where I've been like, stressed or tweaked about, you know, the money because it, I know that it's a good investment. Like that's just all it is. Yeah, for sure. And like, especially for entrepreneurs, I just really want you to get really comfortable with listening to your inner narrative. So if you have a negative Nancy living in there, if you've got an inner bully, like that's the main thing you need to focus on. You need to start to like praise yourself, cheer yourself on so that you can start to feel good and follow the joy. And I promise everything else will follow. The body will follow the mind. What does health is wealth actually mean to you? It's it's like a catchy little cute phrase, but I know that there is some meaning behind it for you. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the obvious meaning where like, you know, health is so important because like, that's all we really have. And like yeah. everything else is real, like money's not really real <laughs> so, yeah. so that perspective, but there's all, I want to take it one step further. Okay. So at the end of the day, and this is going to get a little woo woo esoteric, so stay with me guys, but At the end of the day, we are all energy. We're energy. The chair I'm looking at is energy. Everything around us is just energy. And so we vibrate at a specific frequency and the frequency that we vibrate at, like your vibe is your tribe type of thing. Whatever you vibrate at is what you're attracting in. So if you have a low frequency, if you're vibrating in, in shame, guilt, fear, any of that lower frequency stuff, you're only able to attract what you vibrate at. Like you are literally always manifesting, whether you like it or not, you're either manifesting what you want or what you don't want. So when you actually focus on your body, your physical body, like because your physical body is something that you're so in touch with on a daily basis, if your physical body doesn't feel good, your mind doesn't feel good and you're not manifesting whatever you want to manifest. So actually I was just reading this book. It's really good, but it talks about how like 
your health, you have to focus on the physical body first. And when you start your physical body starts to feel better, it's so much easier to manifest whatever level of success that you want, because you, you first of all, have the energy to do that. You're vibrating at a higher vibration, a higher frequency, and you're able to call in more stuff because you're able to handle it. But if you're fucking tired all the time, you have low libido, you've lost the lust for life. Like the universe isn't going to give you a new opportunity. It's going to give you whatever vibrational match you're at. Does that make sense? Yeah. Feel good. Do good. Bring good in. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't matter if you're trying to manifest a healthy body, more money, new clients, a new home or love, whatever. You just need to be an energetic match for it. So treating your body and mind as if it's worthy of that is the very first step. And I think that's going to be another hard pill for a lot of women, especially to swallow is that, yes, your body matters, but your mind also matters. Like, how do you view yourself? And that's been the biggest issue for me is tackling that for sure. Yeah. I think that most people think they can just like bully themselves into a body they want. Like when you look in the mirror, yeah. you're like, oh, don't like what I see. Like you, you think that that would make you want to do something about it, but that's not how it works, right? Like your daily behaviors match your deepest beliefs about yourself. So if you look in the mirror and you're like, I look like shit, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a failure, whatever your behaviors get to match those beliefs not your goals and your dreams. So actually like your physical body, as much as we want to be like manifestation and woo woo and energy and whatever, like we have to have a human experience here. We're all humans. We have a physical shell. We need to take care of that or else nothing else comes. And there it is. I you. (laughs) No, that was awesome. It was great. So informative. And for everybody listening, this podcast will be dropping probably late August. Jordana, your program closes beginning of September. Is that right? I'm taking on my last round of clients for 2022 in October. So you have a little bit of time, but yeah. All of Jordana's info will be in the show notes. Make sure you follow her at the Mindful Clinic. You can look at her programs. You can set up a discovery call with her if you have questions, because obviously there is so much to cover. Talk to her. She will walk you through it. Thank you. Love you. Appreciate you. And we will talk to you guys on the next episode. Hey, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening today. Before you go, would you like a free business strategy call? If that sounds like a hell yes, just leave an honest review of your thoughts on this podcast on either Spotify or Apple and DM me a screenshot of your review to the Glow Lounge Indie on Instagram. When I receive that, I'll reach out to schedule your free business strategy call. Love you so much. Thank you again for listening.